Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Carly. We are the creators and hosts. As two women who received late autism diagnoses, we are passionate about educating, celebrating, and highlighting autistic identities. This life-changing diagnosis opened a whole new world to us both. Our special interests have been so important in our journey of self-discovery through our autism diagnosis. Special interests provide autistics with an element of regulation, comfort, and support. We want to provide a platform where others can share the joy of their special interests. Our podcast aims to represent diverse autistic identities through an inclusive community where autistic voices are valued, validated, and seen. We're excited for you to join us on our journey of learning and story sharing. Join us weekly as we share about our own experiences and other autistic stories. Thanks for being here, everyone. Welcome to episode 10. Hi, everybody. Episode 10. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're going to talk about making friends as an autistic person, as a neurodiverse person. But first, how are you doing, Carly? I'm doing pretty well. I've had a busy and long week so far, and I'm just so happy to be here and be in the space with you, Alex, and everybody that is sharing this space with us. It is such a comforting setting that I just love and appreciate joining every week. So thank you for being here with me. How are you? I couldn't agree more. I'm so grateful for this atmosphere. I'm so grateful for this podcast and just looking forward to it every week and just providing space for each other and grateful for the people who tune in to listen to us. My week has been good. It's also been very busy. I started a new job and it's been going very well. I'm still teaching yoga and just getting used to my new routine, which has been nice. It's nice to have a solid schedule. Again, it feels really good. So we're going to get right into it today. We wanted to talk about what it's been like for us to make friends, to keep friends, to get to know people. Because that's something that many autistics struggle with, us included. And we're going to talk about our friendship, which is really special. And I'm super grateful for it. So kind of going back to childhood, are there any things that you remember about making friends as a child, Carly? Does anything stand out to you? Any patterns, thoughts? Yeah, as a child, I definitely remember the struggle of trying to make friends and not knowing how to approach people to ask them if they wanted to be my friend and just how that whole dynamic worked. I know that in a previous episode, I had shared how it would be difficult for me to 
play with friends on the playground. And I remember like asking some kids to play with me at recess and things like that. But other than that, I also remember friends outside of school in those relationships that I tried to form as deeper connections. And I recall going to this girl's house that was my friend and I actually like really liked her we had things in common but I went over to her house and I don't think I said anything I would just go and I liked being around people I liked finding things that we had similar interests in and in that particular friendship we both liked horses and I remember we played with like horses and dolls but my one of my issues my reoccurring pattern in friendships has always been my inability to sometimes speak and maybe ask those questions to deepen the relationship and that's something that's really carried over even into adulthood but I can remember as a kid just being somebody that would want to have friends but didn't really know how and then there was also a group of neighborhood kids that I was always around and we all would play together but because I was one of the youngest I was typically left out and bullied and not really included and so as I look at it now I realize that they weren't really like my friends. I was just kind of there. We kind of were all there together. So not that I have any hard feelings about that, but um, just reflecting back on that. And it is interesting though, to think of some of my friends that I am still friends with from childhood and to think that the reason we're probably still friends is because we're all neurodivergent and they might have been louder, not louder, but were more able to hold conversations. And that was typically my struggle. My challenge was the conversation piece of friendships. I liked playing and I liked playing games, especially. But when it came to talking, <laughs> I, I really just wasn't about it. What about you? Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, I had some similar experience with like feeling left out and being bullied by my peers. Again, I don't really hold any hard feelings about that. But my first memory of friendship is uh, my neighbor growing up. And she's still one of my best friends today, which is beautiful. She's one of the sweetest, kindest persons I've ever met in my whole life. And she's three years older than me. And just, she has like such a great view on life and people and her heart is just made of gold. So she's always been so understanding of me and just, she saw, she's always seen me and like understood me and I love her so much. But um, that was, she was my, kind of like my only friend growing up. Um, I had like other friends that came and went, but she's been you know, a solid friend since I was three years old. And the first thing I ever said to her was, so do you like snakes? 
she did not like snakes <laughs> and we still talk about that to this day she was great I think because she was older she just was like a big sister to me absolutely um but yeah other than that like kids didn't really understand me they I got made fun of a lot just because socially I was different than them and I wasn't different enough for like people to like really notice like I wasn't different enough for like adults to notice that I was different but kids definitely noticed um I would try to like join in conversations and people would like treat me really funny and they would be like well you don't even know what we're talking about and it was just really weird I just wanted to be included so bad I would stick myself into like everybody's business growing up and like you know people didn't like that but yeah just keeping friends was it was hard I didn't really understand boundaries I think I also when I was having fun I would have like a temper tantrum if I had to go home so there were a lot of birthday parties where I made like huge scenes because I didn't want to leave like crying screaming I remember I went to a sleepover birthday party where I had to like leave at night for whatever reason we had to like go somewhere in the morning I don't really remember but I just remember I was my dad was trying to get me to leave and I was running around the house crying and screaming just causing like a huge scene which like is not normal like that's definitely that was definitely me showing my autistic traits and people just thought I was trying to like cause trouble. And like the people at the sleepover, like it made them uncomfortable. Like they, by the end, they like wanted me to leave, but I ended up staying <laughs> and it was awkward. But just, you know, reflecting on that kind of stuff and being like, wow, I actually had trouble making friends, being like hyper fixated on things like Animal Crossing or the Sims and having like my friends who I'd go over their house and play Animal Crossing or the Sims with and they wanted to go do something else. But I was like, no, we are playing the Sims. We are playing Animal Crossing. That's why I'm here. Like we have to do this and actually like ignoring them just to play the game. And like it would be their game and I'd be playing it and like I would be so hyper focused and they'd be like, no, let's go outside and play soccer. But I couldn't change tasks because like that's what I wanted to do. And that's like all I would talk about to them, just being hyper focused on it. So yeah, making friends has always been really challenging. I also had a lot of uh I don't know what to call it, but being afraid people were like talking about me. And so like my group of friends that I have from high school, I'm still friends with them. I used to ask them, like, I had like a lot of fear that they were talking about me behind my back. And I don't know if that was because people had done that to me in the past or whatever else but did you ever experience anything like that Carly like just feeling like people were talking about you but like I don't know just having that fear I guess because you I feel like it was because I knew I didn't fit in but I didn't understand why I guess I relate to that more in high school when I my friend group started to get a little bit bigger and I wasn't as close to each friend and sometimes they would go off and do some of their own things and I wouldn't understand why I wouldn't be like invited and things like that but I do think that those general anxieties are pretty valid because 
they probably were talking about you because especially in high school that's what people do they talk about each other and it's once again no hard feelings it's just like the maybe the level that our brains are at and it's we don't have anything better to talk about so let's talk shit about (laughs) the person that's not in the room yeah for sure high school is brutal (laughs) high school got a little better for me because I did a lot of like extracurricular activities like band and dance and chorus and everything so that it was so much easier to bond with people over shared experiences like that and like being in plays and it was really fun and we just it was that made it so much easier to make friends did you do any like clubs or anything in high school Carly well I'm glad you asked Alex because I think that probably was my calling I should have joined clubs like that because I probably would have been good at it and even I would have family members I would say oh why aren't you doing plays and things like that because even they could see it in me that that was probably the path that I should have taken however I tried let's see I did like basketball cheerleading dance I did track and I was not good at any of them I did sports mostly because my siblings that I grew up with were athletes and they were really good athletes and I just did not get that gene. So even in those activities that I was in, I was not really bonding with the other people in the groups or in the sports because I wasn't good at them. And so I wasn't really, you know, celebrated like some of the other people and Except I will share my my favorite story of all time about my track experience. Because I tried everything. I did everything there was in track. (laughs) And there was one time that I didn't come in last place. And it was because I started to hear people cheer my name. And I thought, wow, I just all of a sudden got the oomph. I, I thought, wow, I can pass this person in front of me. And I did, and I didn't come in last one time. And that's like pretty much my my good days of high school. <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> when you were telling the story, I thought you were going to say, they were calling my name, except it was somebody else. <laughs> but I'm glad it was you. It probably could have been, but the fact that I was still like one of the last like two people on the track at the time I I could see that they were talking to me and cheering (laughs) directly at me that's good I'm glad I also tried sports so many sports because that's what a lot of other people were doing and I thought to myself I was like oh if I do sports that's how I'll make friends because that's what all the cool kids are doing they're all doing sports and I was so bad at all of the sports like wow and it was like not fun I hated it but I signed up anyway I'm just yeah I'm thankful that finally in high school I was like you know what I suck at sports let's take another path and then I did music stuff and that was actually like so much fun I'm so grateful for my experiences and I'm still friends with people who I did music clubs with well that's nice That is nice. One other thing I wanted to share about high school was that once I became 
like a junior in high school that's when the friend group that I was in half of us started wanting to explore like alcohol and maybe like smoking weed and things like that and I was just like the I I'm such a rule follower and I did not want anything to do with it I would like I, I would tell people that I wouldn't want to hang out with them because that's what they were doing. So I wasn't invited anymore to any of the friend hangout things. And that's what it was. But it's just kind of funny that I was so like strict and I didn't want to be around any of it, which is like good on my part. Like, I'm glad that I didn't partake in those things. But at the same time, <laughs> I was just such a little rule follower. And I, I still am, to be honest. Carly is one of the good products of the D.A.R.E. education system. <laughs> if you know what that is, I don't even know what D.A.R.E. stands for. But if you went to school at the same time as us in America, you might know what we're talking about. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, just having um, shared activities was super helpful for making friends just like having that basis to create friendships off of then I went to college I went to a giant college first which was super overwhelming and my ADHD brain just made me do all the clubs which was way too much and I had to change colleges because I did not do well at the first college but uh it was like really hard to make friends at that college because there were so many people but I did a lot of clubs and I had some like temporary friends, but it was a lot of neurotypical people in the clubs and they didn't understand me. So that made it really hard. I felt really lonely there. And then I switched colleges and I went to a much smaller college where I already had friends and it was such a better experience. I joined a sorority, which I don't like talking about because it sounds different I don't like talking about it because at the college I went to it's a different experience I would say it's not really so much about partying uh it was weird it's a weird sorority I'm not a sorority girl I'm also not judging sorority girls but it's just not the stereotypical sorority that you think of but there it's basically like you pay for friends so uh and that's not all it is there was there were other cool experiences but I made a a few really good friends in that club and I also made really good friends that I'm still best friends with and Carly is one of those beautiful people and uh, Carly and I lived next to each other Carly do you want to take the story away <laughs> I'd love to so Alex and I both transferred to the same college in the same year. So that was one thing that we had in common, which automatically was like a safe haven of like, hey, you're new, I'm new, let's be friends. And as Alex has mentioned, she was super busy in college. So we definitely connected. I remember going and doing things like outside of the college with you and like some of our other friends that we had I remember going to your house one time which was a lot of fun and doing different activities and just bonding more 
one-on-one with you at times but I definitely think that it was a slow beginning to our friendship because you were busy I would have to go to work at five in the morning and I once again wasn't 21 so I wasn't able to drink (laughs) and so I couldn't go out to bars with you and our friends and which I had so much fun in partaking in like sending you off of your pregame because Alex would have like one shot and would be like the like the happiest little being there was and would be like okay Alex go out there go kill him (laughs) I mean kill him but like knock him dead you know and so then um, I definitely remember going to your 21st birthday party with your family, which was really special. And then after college, I think was when we really started to get closer. Even in the first like few years, we wouldn't see each other all the time, but we made intentions to spend time together every few months. And I don't know, I guess during those times we found a lot more in common we were able to build our friendship more and yeah what what are the things that you remember I sorry this part of my life is like a little fuzzy still to me but is there anything that you remember like besides we did go on some trips together which really like helped our bond and we went to Iceland which was the first real big trip that I went on solo with friends which was really exciting and that was after like a big breakup so I think that time really helped bring us closer together but if you want to touch on that fill in gap area all you (laughs) I've been in the background laughing because I don't think I've ever told Carly this maybe I have but I remember like it was like a couple months after I met her and I made a poop joke and she was like no you can't joke with me about that because I don't know you well enough and like it became my goal that I could say a poop joke around Carly and her laugh at it and we're there but (laughs) the first time that happened I was like we're friends (laughs) wait I don't know if that's (laughs) not to like not not verify your story but I I don't believe it because my family talks about poop so much that (laughs) no it was like maybe like a month after I met you no I remember vividly you were like we're not close enough for you to joke about poop around me yet I was like oh okay fair that's my new goal (laughs) maybe I'm not gonna joke about it but that that's funny I mean hey it was so funny younger Carly is just like a whole different level yeah you were too cool for school (laughs) no I just like wasn't comfortable talking about things like that I know but now you are (laughs) (laughs) now we joke about it all the time I'm just (laughs) (laughs) that's so Um, funny yeah it was kind of slow becoming friends just getting to know each other and finding comfort in each other's presence oh I remember now Alex was extremely bullied by her roommate and so Alex was forced to move rooms and then eventually we all became roommates and then Alex moved into my room for like a month (laughs) because I was bullied by another roommate 
I have not had good luck with roommates. And I guess that is part of making friends because, you know, you go to college and you have to live with random people and share a very close space. And my roommates, we just never really hit it off. And then my first year at Bridgewater was my worst roommate who literally tried to get me kicked out of my room. And luckily I got to stay. And then I had this giant room all to myself. I made a mega bunk bed. It was amazing. But anyway. <laughs> I do remember that. And that was actually so fun. I think that might have been when we really started to bond a little more. I actually remember you like introducing me to meditation during that time I remember meditating on your floor in that room and just like making it super cozy and we would watch American Horror Story that's what it was like every Monday so that was like our one like ritual that we had of like getting together and that was really special to me oh yeah I remember that I also remember I was going through a breakup like that year where we met and for like I would need to cry so I would just watch the notebook and I remember sometimes Carly would like knock on my door to hang out with me and and be like answer like and just open the door a little bit and it'd be like I'm watching the notebook and Carly would be like do you want me to come watch it with you I think you must have watched it with me like at least three times that year like <laughs> I I do recall that <laughs> <laughs> it was nice so we bonded over the notebook, <laughs> but maybe it was just the emotions too, like a good cry, you know, it's nothing quite like it. Yeah. We had a, a few good cries together that year for sure. You know, over that time, it was just nice to have solid friends whose presence was really grounding because college can be overwhelming. So just having those couple people who you're close with. It was really nice. And now me, Carly, and our other friend from that group are still all really close, which is really nice. Definitely. Those foundations that we set really helped with the friendship that we have now. Like it's very secure and we might not always all talk to each other, but we can always all come back together. And it's just like such a warm environment. That's really special. Yeah, it is. I'm so grateful. And I guess like I don't know. Do you have any other things to add about college and friendship? I'm kind of like going through the stages of life, I guess. Yeah, I guess just thinking now post-college and reflecting on our friendship and and I guess, okay, so one more thing that I'll say about college is, yeah, Alex had, I had felt like Alex had so many friends. She knew everybody because she was a part of the sorority and a majority of the school was. However, I was not a part of the sorority. And so we would be anywhere and everyone would be like, hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. Or Alex would always say hi to these people. I would, And I thought that Alex was just like so friendly and everybody was Alex's friend, which is true. I, I think you are very easy to warm up around. And I just thought it was so sweet. Yeah, it's funny because that's why I joined the sorority because my friends who already went there were in stories and I saw how many people they knew and how many friends they had. And I was like, I want that many friends. How do I sign up? How do I pay for friendship? And so that's one of the reasons I did it was to meet a lot of people. But uh, 
all of those relationships except for like maybe five of them were so superficial so I don't really talk to many of those people now and I just have my handful of people who I'm really grateful for that I joined the sorority but yeah I did know a lot of people <laughs> sometimes I would like make Carly and our other friend go to the events yeah it was a it was a nice time <laughs> it, was an, it was an okay time I had a panic attack at one but <laughs> um it, it's interesting to think back and just think about during that time how we both maybe were looking for that quantity of friends and how we thought that having a lot of friends or having a lot of people like us was important and and we thought that that was friendship because I had a similar experience through work. I had a lot of work friends that I instantly connected with. We even formed some deep relationships with, but at the same time, they're probably were superficial, just work friendships. And that's okay. They definitely helped me get through those times. And I'm still like pretty good friends with a handful of them as well but it's just funny to think about how we thought that we needed to have all these friends but not really have deep connections with them and now that's what is important to me is having a deep connection and friendship yeah I agree nowadays I focus much more on the quality of my friendships especially like adult friendships Making friends as an adult is strange because you don't have like activities except for work. So it's like you have your work friends and then outside of that, it's like kind of hard to make other friends unless you have a hobby that you do with other people. Like I've only made a few friends outside of work that I hang out with. So still trying to navigate adult friendships. I guess I'll get back to you about that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm kind of planning on like trying to maybe do improv, which would be fun. But I feel like just having an activity in life is really important because for so many reasons, but also, you know, you get to meet people and it gives you a little more excitement in life. How about you, Carly? Yeah, I hear you, especially with moving to this new state. I really don't know too many people here. I know a couple and those friendships for me are slowly developing and that is with just my comfortability, but it is interesting how I can sometimes meet people and I feel that we could have a friendship and sometimes it's really easy for me to be myself around them and like automatically it's like hey bestie but at the same time it's setting those boundaries in order to gradually get to that deeper connection and sometimes I meet somebody and I could think right away wow this person like is my friend but at the same time are they really my friend and that's something that I have been thinking about and reflecting a lot about especially in this past year is not that I want to put my friends at like a level basis but I rec I can recognize who is going to be there for me in times when I really need them and that is due to me setting the boundaries 
And I recognize that in the past with my lack of boundaries, I would just let people take advantage of me. And is that really friendship or is it just them seeing an opportunity? I'm not really sure. And maybe it is friendship, but we aren't really having the depth of a relationship that I'm looking for, especially at this time in my life. Yeah, I think that's something that's difficult for me as well, just kind of like trying to figure out who's genuine, who's authentic, because that's what I want to bring into my life because I want to be genuine and authentic and I want to be fully myself. I want to be unmasked around my friends. And so finding those people who are authentic, who get me, it's a a little challenging and yeah, kind of like making sure that my friendships now are respectful of my boundaries, which I'm grateful because all the friendships that I have in my life really are um, respectful of my boundaries and are authentic and genuine. And that's just so special and so important. That is really nice. I think that, like you mentioned, adult friendships can just be really challenging. And where we are now in our later end of our 20s, 20s are really about finding yourself and that goes for I think everybody so having the understanding that just because a person isn't your friend or can't be your friend in a moment isn't a negative thing towards you it's important for everybody to grow on their own and whether you can grow together I think just it ties in the friendship in the relationship and building upon the friendship together is really important because we're all constantly changing and growing. Yeah. So in our twenties, there's definitely a lot of growth and change and that can also lead to a lot of turnover in friendships and letting people go, which I think is really a hard part about friendships. Like friend, friend breakups are equally as devastating as relationship breakups and then also meeting new friends can be challenging because you're starting fresh and I just want to hear what your perspective is on what it's like for you meeting new friends now Alex and just how you feel in those moments, especially if you feel like you have to mask in the beginning of them? Do you feel like they're worth exploring more? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think when I, whenever I meet a new person, I do mask just because it makes me feel safe. And I'm so used to it. And then as I get to know somebody, I slowly start to take my mask off. And, you know, it's something that I'm working on. I'm working on not masking and being my full authentic self all the time. But, you know, I just started a new job, which is a place where as an adult, you make friends and there's people there who I think are really awesome and, you know, I have connected with and, but I'm still masking. So it's just like, uh, it's still important for me to like explore 
well, I have my mask on because, you know, I'm feeling safe. And then if the person gets me and sees me, I can start to be more myself. But outside of work, I don't really do much else currently. Like I said, I want to get involved in something. I mean, actually, no, I shouldn't say that because I am a yoga teacher. Um, <laughs> and yoga is so, so special to me because that's actually something where I do fully express myself and I'm just so in the pocket and it's so much fun. So yeah, there's people who go to my classes who are really awesome and I'm so grateful for their presence. But again, it's like interesting uh, just because I haven't been doing it for that long. So I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, I think once again, it just kind of reiterates the fact that not everybody is necessarily a friend and you can be acquainted with someone and I'm really learning what an acquaintance means and you can be friendly with someone and even get to know someone and have those boundaries up and like even if you're attending like a yoga class or something like that you could make friends with somebody and see them every week and have really good conversations maybe even deep and meaningful conversations but it still doesn't mean that they're your friend and I think that can be kind of confusing to understand I guess you just have to interpret it the way that makes sense to you. Yeah, for sure. Like levels of friendship have always been really confusing to me. I mean, I, and I think it's because they're not black and white. Like for me, it's like, okay, this is my work friend and this is my yoga friend. And I kind of like compartmentalize my friends. To me, it's just confusing because like, if you're my friend, you're my friend. I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> but you know, again, like if you're my friend, I want to be my most authentic self around you. I want you to feel like you can be your most authentic self around me. And I want to have that level of trust that I have with my friends. And while I get that, it takes time to build that. Yeah. I guess I just maybe yeah, create those black and white lines for my friends because that's how my brain works. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that there's just the term of best friend, it's like what makes a best friend a best friend? And, and is that because you're able to unmask fully around them and them with you and that you have stable boundaries around each other and just have unconditional love? It's interesting because, yeah, I feel like the people that are closest to me, like I would say Alex is a, is a best friend. And that really means just that we have built this trust. We've built this bond. We've been through a lot together and you've shown up for me in everything, even when times have been really tough on your end or my end and that doesn't mean that my other friends aren't as great and maybe I wasn't even showing them the things that I was showing you but that's just I don't know I think that term can be kind of confusing at times yeah I definitely agree with what you're saying because it's like all of my friendships that I currently have are so special to me so to designate like 
uh, best friends and stuff. It's just a little confusing. And it's like, I think it's all about like the way the, the universe is guiding you. You know, it's like, if you're tuning into the clues and the people that you have more things in common with kind of, yeah, exactly what you were saying. The people who are able to be there for you. And, you know, it's like a lot of my friends, it's, it's not that they don't want to be there for me. It's just because of the way that our lives are working out. Like they can't be, or we just haven't talked in a while just for whatever reason. And it's just like, I value all of my friends and I understand we're all living our lives. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. And it's, I have friends who I haven't talked to in months and, you know, they're, they're so special to me and I appreciate their presence in my life so much, but yeah, I, I agree with you. That whole concept is also very confusing to me as well. So with that being said, if you want to be our new bestie, you can join us every month. We're going to be holding a full moon workshop event. We had our first one this week and I really want to take this time to thank those that showed up for us during the full moon event. It was so special of a time. I felt an instant connection with everybody that was in our little event. It just filled my cup so much and I really appreciated the time that we had together. So if you want to join us, we'll hold another event next month. We're not sure on the date yet, so we'll let you know, but it's something that we'll do every month We'll hold a little workshop. We'll do some journaling, some meditation. We'll have time for space for all of us to commune. And it is just a really nice time to get together with like-minded neurodivergent folks. And it was just so, so heartwarming. It was. My heart was so full at the end. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so grateful for everyone who joined us and I am looking forward to the next one so much so we hope that you can be there and yeah keep an eye out for the date we'll be posting it but that's all I got about friendship anything else Carly that's all for today so TLDR we are still learning and we are still confused so uh hopefully we can keep you updated (laughs) hopefully you know we'll Carly will find some new people in her new location and maybe I can hey and no no hard feelings I am actually enjoying this time really working on myself right now that's kind of what is going on in my life I'm not minding not having so many friends because less friends means less commitments so I'm just enjoying working on Carly right now that's awesome yeah that's very important Taking that time to become best friends with yourself. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also, I would argue, the most important friendship that you can have in your whole life is being best friends with yourself. So true. You spend every day with yourself. So why not do things for yourself that are going to make you happy? Love it. So that's all we got. Thank you so much for tuning in we love you all we're grateful for you all and i will talk to you next week see ya bye